What do you get when you have two women together, talk about money and women, and some nail-biting stats? Well, you get episode 104 of this podcast. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. I am excited to have you here, and this is going to be such a good episode. Of course, you know, being that you listen to this podcast, I love the topic of women and money. And today I've invited back Whitney Hansen. If you recall, she was on episode 17. So this was way back, but I invited her back to have a conversation on this topic. So we talk about these really nail biting, if you will, uh, stats about women and money. So in today's episode, you're going to learn four nail biting stats that you need to be aware of and what this means to you. You're going to learn about your quality of life, money, and what you should consider. And you're going to also learn how the cloud over your head can affect your financial well-being, as well as why being prepared matters when you don't have control over other aspects of your life, and how using those available resources around you to financially educate yourself. Hint, hint, there is one in particular that is coming up soon, and it is free. Now, Whitney is a money coach like myself. She is an Instagram extraordinaire, an avid traveler, and an all-around cool, down-to-earth person, and the host of the Money Nerds podcast. I am so happy to have her back today. As I mentioned, we're discussing these nail-biting stats. We're going to have a really nice conversation and our reflections on those stats, what it means. It's a funk discussion, and I hope that after you listen to this episode that you share with us your thoughts over in our Her Money Matters community. So let's go ahead and get to this juicy discussion. Welcome, Whitney. You are back for a second time on the Her Money Matters podcast, and I'm just so pumped and thrilled to have you here and chat with you about money and women, women and money. Jen, I am so excited to be back. You are like my blogging BFF in the financial world, so it's really good <laughs> to be on here again. Yes, yeah, always good good to chat. So today... I wanted to have you back for two two reasons. One, you like me have a big, you know, the passion is women and money, just the topic of women and money, helping as many women as we can to uh, get educated, get empowered, get confident around money. And the second reason is that you are having a summit coming up, the money summit that's coming up in July. And I wanted to talk to you about that. But let's talk, let's dig into women and money and and tell me a little bit about why you are so passionate about it and, uh, and why it's so important to you. Yeah. So the reason I'm so passionate about this, and I think I mentioned it in my interview. So if somebody hasn't listened to that, you can definitely go back into Jen's episodes. 
But the real reason that I'm passionate about this is because far too often I've seen women get into relationships or they they find their perfect spouse and they think that life's going to be great and that they don't have to worry about their finances anymore. And it's such a letdown because that's just not the way stuff goes. And I saw that firsthand with my mom. Mm -hmm. She was in that exact situation. And I think, Jen, you've probably seen way too many women do the same thing, but they get into it blindly trusting their spouse and then find out that maybe their spouse divorced, died. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen and they're stuck with this financial burden and have no clue and don't feel confident with managing money. So that's kind of why I'm really passionate about this. I think it's a big issue. No, absolutely. And you're so right. Like I, you've seen it firsthand with your mom. I've seen it time and time again as well, where I feel so strongly. And I always talk, you know, especially when I'm talking to couples that yes, one person can be in charge of the finances, meaning the day, day to day paying the bills, but you both have to be in the know, especially for those particular circumstances. Life is going to happen whether you like it or not, whether it's good or unfortunate situations, and you just have to be prepared for it because you just never know. You can't take tomorrow for granted. You have to, you know, you have to take advantage of today and live for today. So you definitely have to know a little bit about what's going on with money. You don't have to be an expert on all things money, but it's just so important to know enough that where you're confident and you can move forward with financial decisions and confidently at that. Preach it, sister. I agree. (laughs) 100%. Oh my goodness. And I know you have like some fun stats on women and money. And I wanted to talk about those a little bit is they were, you were sharing some of those with me prior to, and they're just such important stats to know. They are. Yeah. Let's dive into those. So I can start with the first one. Sure. Let's do it. The first one is that 54% of women have no money, $0 left after paying their bills. 54%. So let's dig about, so you say 54% of women have no money after paying bills. So granted, this is a stat, so we don't know what 50% of what, you know, the numbers that were uh, pulled or surveyed, but regardless, if it was 100 people or 1,000 people or even 10, that's a significant number because Mm -hmm. no money after paying bills. To me, how I interpret it is they pay the bills, that means... I mean, it could be expenses. I'm wondering if that, what do you think? I would hope grocery grocery expenses were as included in that, but we don't know. Well, you know, we don't know the specifics, but that yeah. is just huge to mm-hmm. not have money for savings, to not have money for fun, but it all depends how that what, how that uh, study or how that survey was done. Mm-hmm. You're, you're spot on. Yeah, I, I'm interpreting it the exact same way of, after you pay your your bills, your necessary expenses, rent, utilities, groceries, blah, blah, blah. You have no money left for saving, for building up a cash cushion for emergencies. You've got no money for fun. If you want to go take a really sweet vacation, you don't have mm-hmm. the funds to do that. And more importantly, they're not putting money away towards retirement. Huge problem. Definitely. 50%. Let's talk about that too, because if you're not paying, you know, there's different scenarios that come across. So If you're not putting away for retirement because you don't have, you know, 50% of women don't have that that extra money uh, Mm -hmm. left or there's no money left, 
we're dealing with women living longer, right? We're dealing with maybe you're in a marriage, uh, your spouse uh, is a putting away for retirement and one fund, then something happens, there's a divorce. Granted, there's stipulations, maybe you, I don't know, get it part of retirement. But let's say then you have to start funding your retirement then. There's just so many Mm -hmm. scenarios. I mean, that's, to me, that stat just struck me. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Over 50% don't have, there's just, I mean, what other things that can you think of that are so impactful? Obviously, retirement, uh, we like travel, so that- We do. (laughs) We're a little biased. Yeah, we're biased. So that always is coming up in my conversations with everyone. (laughs) So what other things do you think that is so important to note from this stat? From this stat, I think it's important to note that, yeah, we're talking about retirement. We're talking about emergency savings. And that stuff isn't necessarily fun. People don't view that as exciting unless you're Jen and I. (laughs) Exactly. But for, for the most average person, it's your quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, money is mm-hmm. a tool. I know we both really agree on that. It's a tool to be used for fun and to enjoy life. But if you're only living to pay the bills, that's an emotional killer. Like it, it's not fun to feel that way. It feels very limiting and very kind of heartbreaking, actually, if you feel like all you're doing is working to pay the bills and you can't go out to dinner. You can't go to a nice restaurant one night to celebrate a really big accomplishment. You can't go watch a concert like that's kind of a really crappy way to live. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you when you're stuck in this cycle of not especially you're stuck in a, I, I see two, a couple things. You're stuck in the cycle of obviously uh, being limited of uh, of being just beat down. But then because you're stuck in that cycle, you're not able to you have this cloud over your head and you're not able to see the possibilities or it limits you. It's not that you're not able to, but it really limits you to see the possibilities to get you out of that, right? So I, I mean, it works. It's just like a vicious thing, uh, especially if you're not careful, especially because when we have a cloud over our head, it's hard. It's oh, yeah. tough uh, to get ourselves out of it, if especially if we're trying to do it on our, on our own. So that's such a good point. I didn't even actually think about the mindset piece behind that, but you're you're spot on. If you've got that cloud, that mindset where you you feel like you're not worthy of making more money, or you don't have the the funds or the ability, you start to accept that that's your place in life, mm-hmm. and that can limit the amount of risk you take. So maybe you're not going to go for that job that you deserve and you are very well qualified for because you don't feel like you're worthy of that. Right. I think this stuff plays a big role in that. So that's a really, really great point, Jen. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> There's just some things that just come across my brain. All the time for you. It's not fair. <laughs> oh, no. Well, as you as well. Hey. <laughs> now let's go on to another stack because you have some other ones as well. Yeah, this one kind of talks about the retirement piece too. And I know one area that I'm extra passionate about is single females Mm -hmm. in the personal financial world. And this one ties directly into that. So 35% of single women have a retirement account. So that's That's it. 35%. That means over half, the other over half of that does not have a retirement account. And that, you know, when I interpret that and being a married a woman, I interpret that too as the women that are married that they don't have a, because mm. in, in marriage, you, uh, depending on the, the 
the the relationship, you either joint your money, separate your money, but you know, some many couples come as one, they're treated as money as one. So maybe the spouse is putting away for retirement, and they see it as their retirement, even though that name, even though the name's attached to the spouse, but it's for them. So I think that's a part of that as well. But it's still a striking uh, statistic to think that way. Because we also, again, just being because I, I've done that where we've had kids, we started to have kids, and I've left the workforce. So there is another gap uh, yeah. and potential to a gap in uh, putting away from retirement if you're not doing it, if you don't continue to do it when you're away, when you pause your career or whatnot. So I think that that's part, a part of that stat, but it's still, you know, because as women, we just make a lot. Not that men don't make sacrifices. Of sure. course, I'm biased. I'm a woman. So we obviously see it from our perspective, but we do make a lot of sacrifices from having the kids and things are changing, that, especially with now with the millennial generation. I see a lot the shift in relationships where you see more of fathers uh, staying at home, uh, choosing that role of being the stay-at-home dad, where you see even just relationships and partnerships where the the spouse, the male uh, spouse or partner is chipping in more on the household duties too. And the yeah, I've seen a lot of that too. I, I'm mm-hmm. seeing that shift more. What do yeah, you think? That's a great point. Yeah. So there's a couple, I agree with you 100% where a lot of times women in general, not always, I know it's changing, but most times women try, try to take that role of I'm going to be the stay at home mom. I'm going to take care of the kids. And, and that does have its own set of good things and bad things that go with it, of course. But the part that I think is super interesting, too, is it takes into consideration that number and that demographic of people. But the other part that it takes into consideration is the younger women that are maybe 18 years old and just out of college, um, that kind of stuff as well. The cool thing and kind of the the notable thing is that we hear 35% of single women have a retirement account, which means 65% do not, mm-hmm. which is a little scary it is. considering women are millennial women specifically are waiting later to get married, to start a family. The Mm -hmm. average age of marriage now is 30 years old, which is much higher than it's ever been. And that is super fascinating. So I'm going to be watching this stat to make sure that hopefully it starts to increase quite a bit more as that average age is getting older. And I I mean, I'm hoping that's the case. But regardless, man, that's a lot of women that need to be thinking about retirement. It is. It is another, I mean, that one struck me as well. And again, I always, I think it takes me back to my high school days where this is kind of sidetracking, but to the point on stats where I will never forget my, I think it was my biology teacher where he literally made an impact on how I looked at stats. (laughs) That's why I kind of like, (laughs) that's where I, that's why I start digging. Well, it could be because. (laughs) Good teacher. I love when they make you think that way. Oh my goodness. So tell us another one. Let's discuss another one. Oh, this one's kind of heartbreaking. So this one is the average age of widowhood for females is 55 years old. That Yes, that's scary. That that is scary, and that's to the so point. Young. Yes, yes, and that's to the point where we were talking earlier about why it's so important for women to really gain the confidence to really 
gain control of money. That's, that's a huge reason. And you don't know when you're going to have to do it on your own. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, that is, that is young. And then the other side is that we live longer. We so do. We're not is it 10 years longer? I didn't, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I just know we tend to live longer. So if we're widowed at the age of what? 50, 55. 55. If we're widowed at the age of 55, if we don't have retirement or we started later, I mean, there's just so many different, I mean, and I'm thinking back to uh, the stats that you shared about uh, only 35% or so of women mm -hmm. have retirement and then 50 something percent uh, women don't have anything after after their bills are paid. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the overall picture. What do you think this says uh, in general? Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. I mean, 55 years old. I'm thinking my mom. She's in her 50s, and she's to a place where she did have a big family, but she still has kids at home. She still ha now has grandkids, and so she's at a place in her life where she's wanting to. I don't want to say push pause. She's not ready to retire by any means, but she's ready to slow down. And if that was the case, if she was depending on a second income to survive, that's going to be really hurtful when you no longer have that second income and you find yourself a widow. So you're dealing with emotional stress, which is the worst, mm -hmm. on top of all the of the financial stress of not knowing where did your spouse keep everything? What was the account? Where were all the different companies? Good points. Mm -hmm. God, it, it's, that's a painful place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because can you imagine where and, and I've actually before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. I um, interviewed someone whose spouse died unexpectedly, and that's exactly what you were just mentioning. She experienced Aww. where she didn't take care of the money. She had to figure out all this stuff all of a sudden on top of mourning her spouse, right? So that two, those two things, because obviously as a spouse passing, if something like that, God forbid, happens, mm -hmm. you have to deal with the cost of that, the burial or the cremation, whatever it is that you choose to do. And that's just not fun. No, uh, I can't even not imagine. Fun not fun to think about, not fun to do. And, and on top of that, having to figure out, oh, well, where is this going to come from? Or do we have money aside for that? I mean, those, well, there's a lot of things that if you're already prepared and you are in control and you are in the know, that's one less thing that allows you to deal with the morning to deal with those things that we don't want to think about, right? But um, right. it's life. It's life. Yeah, I like that you mentioned the being prepared part too, because I think that's something where we can't control the circumstances. You can't control if you're mm -hmm. divorced, if your spouse dies. You you don't really have a lot of control over those things, but you do have control over what knowledge you acquire before that. And Absolutely. so that's kind of, that's kind of on you in a in a way, which sounds a little mean, but you've got to take ownership of that piece. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be hard. And it's and that's and I think one thing that I want to. And one of the things what we do, and that's what, why we do what we do, is that money does not, the message of money doesn't have to be that hard, right? Mm -hmm. It does. I mean, it's made to be hard, but it's we. what makes it hard, we're the ones that make it hard from what we're dealing emotionally uh, and stress in life. But the numbers itself mm -hmm. aren't as hard. I think it's, we're just making it hard. 
Completely agree. We usually always make everything hard in life. <laughs> yeah, we like to. It's unfortunate. To yeah, keep life interesting, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and do you have any other stats? Or I've got one more stat that I think is going to get us both kind of fired up. Oh my and goodness. I know it goes directly with the, the previous one too of women are more likely to become single parents. I think we all know that. Oof, yeah. But that's something that we see far too often. So that's the last stat I've got. Yes. And that, that one's, oh yeah, that, that, that's, that one's a scary one too, because single moms are complete rock stars, complete oh, rock stars. Yes, I only have, I, I have to do solo parenting from time to time just because of our lifestyle and my husband being active duty, but I just get a glimpse. This is just, you know, in spurts because single monhood is 24-7 around the clock year round. So that's a lot to become a single mom, to have to, if you weren't taking on responsibility for the finances to do that, to take care of kids. Oh my, it's just so much. I mean, it's life is already a lot as it is. <laughs> 100% agree. And Jen, that's exactly what, what my mom went through too is, mm -hmm. She became a single mom to six kids. Yes. And with no lot. support from my dad. I mean, I don't want to trash talk, but there was zero support from my father. And that's the sad thing is you see the struggles that people go through. And I think that this is kind of the message I hope people really resonate with is you have enough to worry about if you're a single mom or you're a single gal and you're trying to figure out life, whatever stage of life you're in. You have enough to worry about emotionally. You don't mm -hmm. need that additional financial stress. And when you're not managing your money correctly or, or you're ignoring it and you're skirting it under the rug and saying, I'm going to just worry about this later when I have more time, when I have more patience, when I have more money, you're doing yourself a disservice because exactly. you're adding that stress that you don't need to be worried about. You need to be worried about your kids or your job or whatever you choose to worry about at that stage in your life, not the money piece. Right. And, and because when it comes to becoming a single mom, like maybe all of a sudden, whatever the case may be, let's say in terms of a divorce, right? Or like you, your mom had to deal with no support from your father. Those things come in all, you know, from no support to inconsistent support to maybe good support, you know, financially from the father of the children. But you don't know how that's going to look, which is why it's so important to, again, <laughs> repeat it myself, empower yourself, educate yourself, and know your money. So, so, important. True. so important. Yeah, life doesn't discriminate. Bad things happen to everybody all across the board. You've got to be able to, to swing with those bad things financially. Otherwise, it can cripple you and hurt your progress in life when that shouldn't be what mm -hmm. it's hurting. Absolutely. I can't agree more. But and the great thing about this is that you listening right now, uh, even though the stats can be depressing, the stats can be scary, you have resources like this podcast that you're listening to. You have resources like Whitney and her Money Nurse podcast. There's resources locally around you as well that you could tap into. There's so much. And actually, as I mentioned earlier, Whitney is putting on a fabulous uh, summit coming up in July. It's called the Money Summit. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the Money Summit, uh, Whitney, because everybody, if you're listening right now, 
Just remember Money Summit, we will get all the information. It's something that you, I definitely recommend that you tap into. So why the Money Summit? Why did you create the summit? Yeah, the summit has been kind of an area of passion of mine for a long time is I'm super passionate about women and money, of course, but I'm passionate about building a community around that too. And having this collective, I don't know how to manage my money and that's okay kind of mindset where it's not an ego stroke. It's something where we can all support each other and learn from each other. And so that's where the summit stemmed from is I was surrounded by so many amazing women in the personal financial industry like yourself that were just kicking butt. And I'm like, wow, they have so much knowledge. And yet it's not that we're not working together. It's just we're so busy that we don't really necessarily have a place to to go aside from conferences. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of the the brainchild was the summit of bringing people together from different backgrounds, from different stories that are experts in their area and allowing people to learn from these experts all in one place. So that's where the summit came from. I love it. And I love that because one thing and one thing I did a podcast, I don't know, it was over a year ago where I shared different uh, podcasts that were similar to mine. And people were like, why are you doing that? You shouldn't you just be sharing your podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, no, because our messages are going to be different. What I, you know, Whitney and I may tell you, you need to save more, but we might say it in a different way. But what Whitney may say may resonate and may stick with you versus what I say. So I think one of the really the phenomenal things about this summer is that you're gonna, I mean, obviously, women from different backgrounds are going to have different messages. And something is going to stick. You're going to have aha moments that you haven't had before. Um, Like maybe you've just been listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, and I'm glad you're listening, and I'm uh, grateful for that. But maybe just from going, uh, attending this summit, you're going to have an aha moment that you didn't have just by from listening to this podcast. So I think it's just so phenomenal that you're gathering all these women uh, and for this one summit to talk money specifically for women. Yeah. And if I may go into a little bit of the structure so people can know what to actually expect. Please do. um, There it's the way it's structured is I'm aiming to have 30 different female speakers. I will not be speaking at the summit. I'm going to be behind the scenes logistically holding and hosting everything. So every speaker will be presenting for 45 minutes webinar style. So it's not an interview based format where they can listen to different topics and it's very tangible, actionable steps. So that's the whole whole goal is that people walk away from the summit for free too, by the way, where they can listen to all of the different speakers for free and walk away with some really great actionable steps they can start implementing immediately. So if they don't know much about budgeting, they will know by the end of it. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. So so basically it's webinar style, not interview style, and you're going to walk away with tangible. So, and it is on Facebook Live, correct? Yeah, it's on Facebook Live. So this is uh, kind of a weird thing in the digital world is I, I don't <laughs> know of anyone that's done Facebook Live Summit yet. So the we're going to be highly- love it. <laughs> God, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, and so that's the structure is Facebook Live. You hop on, you listen to a call. It is back to back. So it's going to be hour after hour for three days straight. Mm-hmm. And people can sit through their sessions that they're interested in. You don't have to listen to all of them. But there will be some replays. There's an opportunity to purchase all of the content later if you really do want to go back through the content and learn about, I don't know, insurance or paying off debt, whatever it might be. There's an option to do that as well. But if you attend during the event, it's completely free. It's accessible. And it's all through Facebook Live. 
Love it. So Facebook Live, um, it's free. Uh, nothing to lose there. And then it's available for replay. So how long are those uh, Facebook Lives going to be available before the re- the replay? I think it'll be a couple of days. I haven't narrowed okay. that piece down completely, but I think it will at least be 24 hours. Okay. And you know what? We haven't mentioned the exact date of the summit. I just said July. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> I just realized. So what, yeah. what are the exact dates for the summit? July 20th through the 22nd. So it's a Thursday through Saturday. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, that is amazing because you have, I love, I've been loving Facebook Live. Uh, so basically, it's, will you have, uh, will the at, attendee be able to ask questions while it's going, I would suppose? Yeah, that's the great thing is while while you're presenting. So Jen's actually a presenter at the Yay, summit. I'm so that's excited. really exciting. So like when, when you're presenting, people can comment on the Facebook Live. My job as the host is to go through and collect as many questions as I can possibly find. And then the cool thing is the speakers can still interact with the comments much later. So if you're getting a comment and you have a resource that you think would be really helpful or a podcast episode or blog post, the speakers can share those with the audience as well so that they, it's still building that conversation even after the summit's done. Awesome. Awesome. And where can people register? Because you can go ahead and uh, save your spot so you can get as soon as this happens, you get an email from Whitney. So where can people do that? The best place to go is WhitneyHanson.com slash Money Summit. Perfect. And I'll be sure to have that and link that up in the show notes. And what else would you want um, people to know, uh, the listener to know about this summit? You know, that's pretty much it. Just make sure you attend the sessions that mean the most to you. Ask questions. Don't be embarrassed if you don't know an answer to something and you want to find out the answer. Ask those questions. This is a great opportunity to connect with amazing women that are kicking butt in the financial industry. And it's that way where you don't necessarily have time to interact with these people that you can do that. So it's a really great opportunity. And I love it because you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to leave your house to get this amazing information. You can sit back, have some coffee, or I'll have coffee. Whitney will be having wine. Oh, you and, know it. <laughs> <laughs> and and just watch and listen and learn. You don't have to uh, get in your car. You don't have to battle traffic. You don't have to hop on the plane and at those, you know, have to pay for lodging. It can be done from just the comfort of your own home, which is phenomenal. Completely. I mean, if you do want to come to Boise, you're welcome to come hang out with me, but not required. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks uh, for sharing that with us, uh, Whitney. And it was just so much fun to talk about these different stats, which I thought, ooh, uh, a lot to take in from those stats that you shared. So I will be sure to link up the link for the summit uh, if you're listening right now just go ahead and register. Uh, This is going to be, I'm excited to participate. I'm honored that Whitney asked me uh, to join and I am excited to learn from everyone else that's going to be presenting as well. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. It was so much fun chatting with you today too. Likewise. So what did you think about those stats? If you have heard or read other stats about women and money that really have stung you, that really 
made you think, share with us. Come over to the Her Money Matters community because I want to hear the stat itself, what your reflection on what that meant for you. So I hope that you enjoy that. I definitely enjoyed talking to Whitney. It's always a blast uh, talking to her. Now, as she mentioned, she has the Money Summit that's coming up that July 20th through the 22nd, and yours truly is participating in it. It is a free resource to you, and remember, there's going to be different speakers. It's not just Whitney. It's not just me, uh, but there's going to be a variety of speakers, so I definitely encourage you to sign up to register yourself to participate in the summit, and you'll find the link in the show notes to register. I want to give a quick shout out really to everyone who has been supporting me in those Facebook lives. I was a little nervous uh, to in doing those just because who's going to watch? I don't know how this works, but you've all have been supportive. If you haven't topped on one, uh, definitely do that. Uh, we have them every single week. I'm doing two Facebook lives every single week, one every Tuesday within our Facebook community. So it's more of an intimate setting. Uh, and that is at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then I also have them on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. And that one is meant to carry on the conversation from that week's episode. So if my guests are able to make it, I invite them to get on. And if not, I will carry the conversation, but I'd love for you to help me share and spread the word as well about those Facebook lives. That would mean the world today. Now, today is the last day of this second season of this year. We are going to be taking a two-week break. But during the break, I will be putting on replay some of the most popular episodes of this year so far. So we'll still be having two Facebook Lives every week, uh, but uh, there won't be any new episodes. So we'll start back up uh, with fresh new episodes on Thursday, July 6th. So that is definitely a wrap for today. If you gained a lot of value, please share this episode come to our Facebook lives and really help me spread the word about this podcast because if it's helping you, it's going to help someone else. And that person, whether your friend, a family member, whoever is not going to necessarily tell you that they need help in the financial matters because it's such a private conversation. So it would be mean the world to me if you help me spread the word. So I want to thank Whitney for joining us today, for (laughs) allowing me to have such a fabulous conversation with her. So thank you for joining me and we will come back full circle in two weeks. But again, we will have replay episodes for the next two weeks. Thanks for supporting this podcast and I'll talk to you soon. 